0: You're listening to a message from Grace Church of North Brunswick, where people are empowered, impacted, and enriched through the good news of the gospel. To learn more about Grace Church, visit our website at GraceChurchnb.com. And now, we hope that you enjoy this message. Let me ask you a question. Does anybody here need a breakthrough? Have you been beating down the door in certain areas of your life? wondering when it's ever going to (laughs) end, maybe in your marriage, or maybe you're not married and you've been storming heaven saying, bring me the perfect mate. Well, I'm here to correct you, there's no perfect mate. Pray for the right one, pray for the God-appointed one, or maybe your finances, maybe debt, maybe there's just a mountain of debt in your life. Maybe there's a ceiling to where you've gone in your career, and you want that to be broken through. Maybe it's your family. Maybe you're half Italian like me. And, you know, I was talking to somebody recently, and they were like, yeah, I haven't talked to my sister in 30 years. I go, you're Italian, right? They go, yeah. (laughs) I'm half Italian, half Jewish, so I only make fun of Italians and Jews, okay? (laughs) Point being, some simple little thing like that, and you don't talk for years, that can be a breakthrough for a family relationship. How about your health? Maybe just struggling with the same aspects of your health. It's time for a breakthrough. How about you believe in God for a baby? We had a couple young ladies this week that my wife and I prayed for. And we have been praying for women who have been barren over the years. And I tell you, not one of them that we prayed for didn't have a baby. We had six kids miraculously. We don't even know where they came from. They just, I just prayed and touched her and it happened. It's amazing. I never have a problem praying for somebody, uh, you know, for, for a young woman to have a baby because I know that's God's plan. It says be fruitful and multiply. Never worried about that. And if we, if we pray and we put two hands on you, you have twins. We had twins. Just when I thought it was over, here they come again to pull me back. She said, we just need another boy. So he has a friend. We got two new friends. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Our God is the Lord of the breakthrough. Our God is the Lord of the breakthrough. But some of you are saying and thinking right now, you don't understand. I've been waiting so long, Pastor Joe. You don't. I've been waiting so long that after a while, you're just like, that's probably never going to happen. Maybe God called you to start a ministry, and you're like, I've been waiting, 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 and just it just it's there's just always an obstacle. It just never happens. Maybe your marriage you just feel like you're ready to give up. You know what? That's probably how David felt, King David. Let's turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 14. Let me tell you something. David waited a while for his breakthrough. Do you know that when the prophet anointed David as a king, he was 16 years old? But he didn't become a king for a while, did he? At one point, they anointed him to his second anointing, but that was only for part of the kingdom. A few of the tribes. He still wasn't totally king. Then in 1 Chronicles 14, you see the same passages in 2 Samuel chapter 5. It says that David was anointed king. David became king. The whole, what happened is all of Israel gathered together And they anointed him as king. Do you know how long he waited? Somewhere between 13 and a half and 15 years to actually be who he was supposed to be. So before you start complaining, understand this a delay is not a denial, and God's timing is always right. So, here he's he's anointed king. Finally, it seems as though his breakthrough has arrived. And of course, the Philistines go out to search for him. Why? Because the enemy will always test you to see if you really know who you are. Do you really know who you are? Are you walking in the calling that you're supposed to walk in? Do you know who you are? He'll test you. As soon as you start to get a glimpse of who you're called to be, the enemy will test you. You know how I know that? Because the enemy tested Jesus. As soon as he was anointed, ready to begin his ministry, who came but the devil? He'll always come to test you because that's all he can do. Did you know that? Did you know he can't beat you? Did you know he's just a roaring lion that goes around seeking who he may devour? Remember that red light, green light? You turn around, you go, or mother, may I, whatever it is, you tell the devil, no, you may not. But he was anointed king, and the Philistines went to search for him. The title of today's message is Chronicle of a Breakthrough. I was in the book of Chronicles, and I was looking at breakthrough, and God said, it's a chronicle of a breakthrough. And I want to see the first thing that David did, which brought him breakthrough. It says, David heard, and he went out against the enemy. Now that word in the Hebrew, out against, is panim, which means he faced the enemy. How many of us are running from some things? How many of you, when the bills come to the house, you run? Or how many of you, with your financial condition, you pretend like it isn't what it is? You know, a lot of times when couples come, and my wife and I, we, we counsel a lot of couples when it comes to the finances, it seems like many times the wife is doing the finances. And when we were first married, I had her do the finances. You know why? Because I did not want to know what was going on. I didn't, those bills, I, I, any of you here like bills? When a bill comes in the mail, are you like, hey, look what I got? Isn't this exciting? And some men, they come home, they hand their wife their paycheck because they hand her the bills too. And actually, men, you should be the one doing the bills. You should be the one doing the finances. She is not called to handle that. Because here's what happened. We had six kids, and we had all these bills, and I used to go to work, hand her the check, and then say, where's all the money? What are you doing with it? Where is it? You got a private account? Where's that money? You know why? Because I didn't take the time to face what was going on. She's just buying diapers. You know, what did I think we were going to do? We Reuse them? Can't you wash those things? Can't we get like two or three uses? Do we really need furniture? I mean, really? Some people here don't still have furniture, but listen to me. She was just buying necessities, but I wasn't taking the time to face what was going on. I just wanted it to disappear. Let me tell you something. If you want a breakthrough, you can't just expect things to disappear. You got to face some things. If your marriage is a mess, it's a mess. And avoiding your spouse won't fix it. It'll just make it worse. Say amen. amen. You know, we sit with couples here. It's like they've been married for 20 years, but they haven't talked in 10. They're like two ships in the night. They got separate bank accounts. You know, they got separate beds. You know, in the bathroom, there's a line. Don't cross that line. Actually, we have that. I'm like, I I got my side. Like, just keep your stuff over there. So much stuff. I got like one or two things. That's my space you're invading right there. I'm supposed to share, right? Right? I know. You got to face it. You got to face whatever it is head on or you'll never have a breakthrough. Nobody ever ran from something and had a breakthrough. David faced it. And it says the Philistines went and made a raid. How many of you feel like you've been raided? (laughs) How many of you sometimes you go and you look at your checking account it's like, who raided my account? Come on. You're like, you haven't looked in a while, and you're like, oh, shoot, I don't even want to see it. And the word raid there means more than just raid. It means that, that the, the Philistines looked to strip them of who they are, looked to take what they were, looked to remove them from who they were. See, David was anointed king of God's people. And the Philistines came out and said, really? Really, are you? And where would they come? In the valley of Rephaim. Does anybody want to know what the word rephium means? It means giants. Land of the giants. Remember that show on TV from years back? Anybody? Only the people over 55 could potentially raise their hand. Because I guarantee it's not in syndication. All right? It was this show about, you know, like this little guy, and he was in this, like, land of giants. whoop de doo You know, it was terrible, really. But back then, we never saw anything like it. We were like, wow, what's this? Now they laugh at it. I just saw Davy and Goliath recently. Remember that? How many of you remember that? Davy. I mean, it's so awesome. It's just so cool. Remember that show? I, I wasn't save watching. I was a little, you know, I would come home late at night, and you know, and after I've been out all night with my friends, and we put on Davy and Goliath. What was wrong with us? But he comes in the valley of the giants. Come to take what you have in the Valley of the Giants. But you know, David knew a little bit about giants, didn't he? (laughs) See, David had already defeated the giants. Remember Goliath? Forty days, Goliath came out, said to Israel, send somebody out here to fight me. Yeah, who wants to fight a nine-foot guy with a nine-foot spear? But finally, somebody did come. His name is David. And he took down the giant with five smooth stones. He only needed one. Hit him right here. Right in the place of judgment. You see, because Goliath was judging Israel, he was like, oh, you're really God's people? Well, send somebody out of here to face me. Finally, somebody came and defeated the giant. And what happened? After the giant was defeated all of the Philistines ran like heck. Because once you beat the big giant, the fight is easy. You know what the big giant is in your life? That you're not God's kid. You know what the big giant is in your life? The fact that since you're a sinner, there's no grace for you. The same way David defeated that giant, Jesus defeated the giant in our life. When he died on the cross... Everything was taken care of. The giant was beaten. Understand this. When the Philistines came to raid David and strip him of who he was, there was no giants there. The giant was already beat. But it was in a place, a land of the giants. You see, because the enemy will come to a place where you faced a giant before. And you're insecurity again. And you're, I'm not good enough. Or my past. Or, or, or I'm not smart enough. Or I don't have an education He'll come to you where he came before. He'll just keep coming again and again until you have a total breakthrough in that area. How many of you know what I'm talking about? He comes back to you. Some of those people that came up here today for depression and suicide, that wasn't the first time. Because he'll come where he knows you're weak or where you have memories. So here he comes. But the whole time, understand this. David was going to win. Israel was going to win. But somebody had to do it, the same way Jesus did it. Look at Colossians chapter 2. Jesus defeated the biggest giant we'll ever face. Colossians chapter 2. God has made us alive together with Jesus, having forgiving us our trespasses, having wiped. Look at my hand. See this? Wiped. Everybody do, hand, wax on, wax on, wax off. Okay. He has wiped, that's the most exercise you've done all week. <laughs> he has wiped the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. He wiped it all the way. And he took it out of the way. And he nailed it to the cross. That's what David did when he beat the giant. He took the giant away. Because the giant was defying God. And sin is against God. And judgment is against God. But Jesus defeated all of it when he died on the cross and he nailed it to the cross. <laughs> he disarmed principalities and powers. Do you know what David did when he killed Goliath? He went to Goliath and he cut his head off. Oh, this is nasty. Yeah, it's true. Kids are like, with the video? David killed Goliath and then he came up and he cut Goliath's head off and he took the head and he paraded it around so everybody would see that the enemy was defeated because it empowered God's people. It empowered them. See, Jesus disarmed principalities and powers and he made a public spectacle of them. When I read the scripture, I see the devil running around making. Oh, look at it! <laughs> and you know in the Bible it says that one day when you see him, you'll be like, that was the one that caused me trouble? That little mouse? Jesus disarmed. The same way David disarmed. Jesus disarmed. He made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them. The word triumph there means they had a procession. Just like David and the Israelites, they had Goliath's head, man. They were dancing around with a head. Only Jews would do that. Jesus made a public spectacle (coughs) of the enemy. So we all could see and we all could know. And then he triumphed over he had a parade. How many of you are in that parade with him following him in triumph. You're more than a conqueror through Christ. Yeah. You're a winner. Yep. So let nobody judge you in food or drink or anything else. Don't let anybody judge you and don't judge yourself. If God says he loves you, he Let's try that again. If God says He loves you, He loves you. Just let him. You know, like some of these people when you come up to give them a hug, they're like "Eh," crunching all up like this. Right, hon? When I come to hug you, what kind of hug do I get? Big big hug. Oh see? She's just doing that because we're in church. (laughs) normally she starts kissing me and stuff, but she didn't want to do it in church. I understand. But truthfully, it's like, let God love you. Let God love you. Why are you stopping God from loving you? The biggest giant is that we think God doesn't love us. The biggest giant is we think the judgment is still on us. Jesus defeated that. We're king's kids. Do you know in Revelation it says we're kings and priests? person next to you say, You're a king. I don't care if it's a woman. Tell her she's a king. (laughs) And while you're at it, say, You look great. great. Have you been working out? (laughs) (laughs) I was sharing last week how men, it studies show that men, you know, they look in the mirror and they always think they look good. You know, it's crazy. But women look in, they don't look in mirrors, they look in magnifying glasses to find what's wrong. But I have to admit, this week, you know, after that message, everything, I came home and I looked in the mirror and I, I was like, whoa, there's a little something sticking out over here. What where, where, wait, is, wait, it's supposed to be straight down, straight. And I just sort of felt, you know, and I knew in my heart that I needed to work out again. So I did something different. Every morning, I've been working out for 20 minutes. And you know what? It's made a change in my life. I'm, I've had a small breakthrough in my life because to have breakthrough, you've got to do something different, everybody. Well, yeah. See, for 40 days, Goliath was coming out, and nothing was changing. Literally, it says that Israel was paralyzed by fear. Have you ever been paralyzed by fear? Yeah, definitely. I remember being on the trading floor in 1993, sitting there... <laughs> One morning I came in, you know, my account was up a couple hundred thousand dollars. I was feeling great, all was wonderful. And uh, OPEC had a meeting, and back then it actually mattered. And the price of oil dropped a dollar, and I saw my account go from up 170,000 to down 100 in 10 seconds. And I remember, if I had just acted quickly, I could have come out with no losses, but I was paralyzed. I was like, "Oh Lord, is going to kill me. I can't go home." <laughs> I can't look at the checking account anymore because there's going to be nothing in it. It's all over! I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. I couldn't do what I needed to do. I look back on all these times in my life that I was paralyzed with fear. If I would have just acted rationally, if I hadn't worried, if I had known that I'm a child of God, I could have I done something. But I was paralyzed with fear. And you know what? Israel was paralyzed for 40 days until finally David stood up and said, enough is enough is enough. Because what's happening is against God. And if God's on our side, we can win this thing. And if God's on your side, you can win this thing. You can have a breakthrough. So what did David do? He went and he inquired of God. When he was raided, he went and he inquired of God and said, God, can I go up against the Philistines? You can put that up. It's in um, 1 Chronicles 14. He inquired of God, and he said, said, no, the the other one, go back. I love to confuse the tech guy. (laughs) I, I put the scriptures out of order to see if he's paying attention, and then see if he can find it. There we go. So when the raid was made on David, he inquired of God, because when you face... When you face your enemy, when you face what you need a breakthrough through you need to talk to God about it. So David goes to God. He says, God, should I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? The Lord said to him, go, for I will deliver them into your hand. So they went up to Baal and David defeated them there. Then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand. Like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal. Anybody ever hear that term Baal before? In the Hebrew it means master or husband. Or husband or master. <laughs> Either one of the... You know in the New Testament it says that women's supposed to call their husband master? I don't know. The closest I got is she called me Master Card one time. And I was... Yeah. <laughs> anyway... Husband, master, master, husband. Let's move on. I'm, a, I'm already dead. I'm in trouble. And one negative word, you've got to do ten positive. I'm done! But God has broken through my enemies by my hand, David said, by my hand, like a breakthrough of water, and therefore they called the name of that place Baal, which means master or husband, Paratim, which means breakthrough. So when he had his breakthrough there against the enemy, David named the place mm-hmm. Lord of the breakthrough. And you know what? You could name today, day of your breakthrough. Do you know that? In the Bible, they always have memorials when something happened. Today could be the day of your breakthrough. You can name it. And God has done it by your hand. In what sense? Now, this first part of the scripture here, David has, it says a burst through the wall. How many of you have ever seen a dam that eventually crashes, right? It starts with a little burst. It starts with a little hole. In there and then it gets bigger and bigger and eventually. Boom. So what's David saying is, I got a little burst by my hand with God. And then what happens, of course, when you start to have a breakthrough? What happens? The enemy comes again. Now you can put up the next verses in Chronicles. So it happens again. How many of you know that the enemy doesn't just leave you alone? In Luke chapter 14, after, or Luke chapter 4, after the devil messed with Jesus and, and, and Jesus spoke the word and sent them away, guess what it says? It says, I, this scripture just, it just stuck with me ever since I've been a Christian. It says that the devil waited for an opportunity to go at Jesus again. And what the Lord said to me right then and there, he said, is if the devil will take opportunity with Jesus, guess what? Take opportunity with you. Guess what? He'll find you a weakness and he'll come after you. It's It's, It's no coincidence that the enemy went after David in the valley, in a low place. So here it is. Again, he makes a raid. Again, he comes to strip David of who he is. He's a king. He's the son of God. You're a king. You're a son of God if you put your faith in Jesus. And the enemy just comes to strip you of who you already are. And he can't really do it unless you listen to him or unless he brings fear in you buy it. So David did what? You go back to God. And this time God says, don't go.
1: It was about a year and a
0: half ago uh, here at Grace Church. Now, I, everybody knows here I like numbers, right? If you work for me, you know I love numbers. My name is Joseph, and God will add. So I like addition. I don't like subtraction. Anybody here like subtraction? I have no interest. Inch- I like addition. We're here to get people saved. Last week, five people gave their heart to the Lord in our second service. That's what I'm here for. That's what we're here for, right? We're here to see more souls coming to the kingdom. We're here to build the kingdom. Jesus said, I built my church. We're here to build. So I want plus signs. So our attendance kept hanging up around 200, 200, 200, 200 to the point where I was getting upset. It was like December of 2005. Fifteen. wait, what year? No, it was December of 2014. And I was talking to the other pastors, and, and they were like, what, you know, I got to do something. I got to do, do, do something. I was yelling at the people that work for me. They're like, I don't know. What do. I got to do something. And I said, God, I need a breakthrough. got what should I do? He said, nothing. So he said to me, really? Has God ever spoken to you? You sound like your wife. No, as uh, <laughs> God said to me, nothing. Don't do anything. So I didn't do anything. Then I was playing basketball one day, and I had actually been studying these scriptures about breakthrough because I wanted a breakthrough. I was playing basketball with my friend. He's an elder in another church, and he said, yeah, we started having two services on Easter. And when I heard that, I was like, oh. Like, it just connected with me right away. I emailed everybody. I said, this is what we're doing. Whether you like it or not. (laughs) This is what we're doing. Like God's told me we're supposed to do this and now we've doubled. But it was because I heard from God and I acted then. But sometimes hearing from God is to do nothing. To do things differently. The first time David went and said, what should I do? God said, go right after him. Second time, same valley, same place, same enemy. God says, don't go. You want breakthrough? gotta do something different sometimes. Gotta do something different sometimes. It's insanity. Same thing. Same thing over and over expecting a different result. Some of you, it's the first time you've been to church in a long time or you just came to church and you know You're doing something different. You're opening up, you're opening up breakthrough in your life. You know, just, just maybe you're, you give your heart to the Lord last week. You opened up breakthrough in your life. Doing something different can change everything. Because I promise you, you do the same thing over and over, nothing's going to change. Couples come to me. I say, how about, you know, like, you know, they want counseling. They want this. And that. I'm like, how about pray together? Let's try that. Maybe that will work. Ah! Pray together. And then three weeks later, they come back, they get the same arguments. I'm like, have you been praying together? Oh, well, no, yeah. I think we did it that one day, and and now we're just arguing together. I mean, you got got to do something different if you want something different. Amen? You know, I see couples here that are doing better because they've been going to a couple's group. They're going to this group with other couples and finding out they're not the only crazy people on earth. (laughs) Something different. Some, I call it sometimes blow everything up. Just take TNT and just boom, let's start this thing over. Sometimes you just got to blow it up. You know what? If, if, if your marriage is, you know, it's just something's wrong and you say, you know what, we're blowing it up today. Now don't literally blow it up. As some of you are thinking TNT, boom. Sometimes you just got to blow things up. So God said to him, circle around this time. And then come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. This time, don't go directly. This time, go around. And look at 2 Samuel chapter 5. This is the same passage, same instance in Scripture. And he said, when you hear the sound of a going in the tops of those trees, then you shall bestir thyself. I love that word, bestir thyself. Let's say it in the King James. Bestir thyself. Let's try that at three. One, two, three. Bestir thyself. I like that word, thyself. It's kind of like in the third party. Thyself is hungry, Alicia. (laughs) Thyself would like a sandwich so I can watch the game. Could you take care of thyself? Like, I like this thyself thing. Bestir thyself for then the Lord will go before you to smite the Philistines so David did as the Lord commanded you know what obedience will bring you a breakthrough and God smote the Philistines not just a little burst but he got rid of them drove them totally out Some of us, we have little breakthroughs, and then we go back. God wants you to have a total breakthrough, and he wants to do it for you. Today, he can break through. I remember I I had a ceiling in my life. I wanted to be a trader on the New York Mercantile Exchange, but I was a high school dropout with no background, nothing. There was a ceiling. They had a ceiling drawn. It's like, you get this far, little dropout boy. Okay, Little pizza delivery boy, this is where we stop. Really, that it was the truth, and it came to a point where I was just like, Okay, I give up. That's my way. I was just like, We, she was like, Give it to God, I hate when she's right. She said, Give it to God, God can do this for you. <laughs> I was like, Shh, just Shut up, it's always right. What you hate, guys. Because they talk in that squeaky voice like you did something wrong. Like, listen, you dummy. Give it to God. <laughs> like, it's like. they actually say that. No, that's what. Yeah, they actually do say that. No, no, because sometimes I'm, you know, you're just, you're in it, so you don't. And then she and she was right. She's like, give it to God. And you know what? The Holy Spirit moved in people's lives, and things changed. I didn't do anything. God did it for me. He removed the ceiling. He broke down the wall. He did it. And he will do it for you. He can open doors and no one else can open. He can break down walls and no one else can break. For you single people that are crazy enough to pray for a spouse. (laughs) Pray for the right one. Say, go out and find them for me. Because I might make a mistake and do it myself. (laughs) He'll find it for you. He'll go before you. You want God in front of you. God God said, David, man, when you hear it, go, because I'll be in front of you. When you go knowing God's in front of you, how do you go? Confidently, knowing you win. We win. Let's play. God in front of you, breaking down every barrier. You just go with confidence, with faith, with hope, knowing where you're going. I love it. It says when you hear the marching, when you hear. I had to study this word out of the marching. And it's a word that literally means ankle bracelets. How many of you ladies got ankle bracelets, okay? You're biblical. Come on. bracelets for everything. Just more jewelry. Could you just slow it down? But that's what it literally means. It means women's ankle bracelets. Even like, if you remember those movies way back when the Oriental women would have those things on their legs, those little bracelets, and they would walk and you would hear them. That's what that means there. You see, because we think God is just a man, but God is a woman too. He's male and female. Did you know that? He's the only person allowed to be, who's allowed to be by gender on earth, okay? Just is God. But it says when you hear that, when you hear that sound, when you hear that when you hear that marching, when you hear the Holy Spirit, we know it's the Holy Spirit why the Holy Spirit's a wind. The wind was moving in the trees and making a noise. When you hear that, you go because you know God's going in front of you. Amen and ask the worship team to come up right now. In Micah chapter 2, verse 13, it says this about Jesus, the breaker, the Messiah. Jesus is the breaker. He has broken down. He has beat the giant, and He's the one that breaks down every wall in your life. There's nothing, there's no gate of hell that can prevail against us. He's the breaker, and He goes before us. And He will break through. He will pass in through the gate and go out through it. Our King will pass before us, the Lord at our head that tops of the trees? Tops of the trees. That's the Hebrew word rush. It means the head. It means first. That's the same word here. The Lord at their head, at their top, at their first. Breakthrough comes by you doing something different. You breaching the wall. And then God's Holy Spirit goes and crashes it down. He's the breaker. He will break every wall in your life. That's who we serve. That's who we're following. That's who goes ahead of us. You know, when you get saved, he breaks down the walls of sin and death in your life. So nothing can keep you from spending eternity in heaven. It's broken. The veil is ripped. The wall is smashed. He is the breakthrough. He is the Lord of the breakthrough. Remember, we got to face whatever it is. We got to listen to God. Got to do something different. And then He'll smash it all to pieces. Something different, some of you did once, was just pray to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So let's. Make sure everyone here knows Jesus. Let's make sure that the wall between heaven and earth has been broken in your life. That you know that you know that you know. That one day when you die, or if Jesus doesn't come back first, that you will spend eternity in heaven. So say this prayer with me. Say, Father, I know Jesus is your son. I know he died on the cross for my sin. Three days later, you raised him from the dead. That I might have a new life. Jesus, I receive that sacrifice. Come into my heart. Make me new. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Every eye is closed, head is bowed. Right now, if you said that prayer, you meant it. You want to receive Jesus in your heart. You want every wall to be broken down between you and heaven. You want the breaker on your side. You said that prayer, you meant it. Raise your hand right now. Wanna receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Anybody else? Okay. All right, every one of you that raise your hand, stand up where you are. Stand up. Come on. Stand up. Stand up. Come on.